0: Everyone, I'm Dina and I'm Charlotte welcome to the grim curriculum extra credit how the heck are you today Charlotte
1: I'm not doing too shabby welcome all to episode 11 of extra Woo. credit we kind of missed talking about episode 10 but like I said on our regular show we like to celebrate every little milestone so yay for 10 episodes
0: well 11 today I'm pretty stoked about that. This show is like a little baby and I'm enjoying watching it grow because it's just so (laughs) much fun. I have a blast every
1: time, but we have quite the lineup of stories for you guys today. Uh, I think we've got some recent ones and some that are maybe a little bit older,
0: but entertaining
1: nonetheless.
0: (laughs) Perfect. I'm excited. All right. So first things first, what is going on with Meta News? What the fuck, Canada? Yeah, this is kind of, well, I
1: shouldn't even say kind
0: of, it's quite concerning
1: uh, news. And for you guys around the rest of the world, you might not have heard about this. But here in Canada, on Instagram and Facebook, any of the meta social media sites, we can no longer access news
0: content. So for example, if we go to the CNN Facebook page, it just says no posts available. And then it says people in Canada can't see this content. In response to Canadian government legislation, news content can't be viewed in Canada. So there's definitely,
1: I guess, two ways of thinking about this. I suppose the first one is that it's perhaps more of a good thing in the sense that you're not going to be fed misinformation. However,
0: we're having some problems with (laughs) wildfires right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. So to clarify, we cannot access any news on Instagram or Facebook at all, which nowadays is how a lot of folks get all of their news. I mean, sorry to say, that's just a fact. But the other thing is, is that So much of our country is on fire right now. Between Kelowna and the Northwest Territories, it is a mess out there, you guys. So it is something that is very concerning. The fact that we don't have access to the news when we should be spreading this information in order to help people to save lives and to just talk about the fact that half of our country is on fire. Yeah, and not to say we can't like,
1: we obviously have access to news. In fact, uh, I just checked Twitter is completely safe from this bill. Um, I'm looking at the CNN feed right now. And here it is on Twitter, or X. Bleh. um yeah. I'll be dead in the ground before I call this website X, I swear to God. Um, And of course, you could go directly to the news websites to access the news.
0: But yeah, a lot of people do get news through Facebook and, and Instagram on their feeds, right? and here's something really scary that this is actually unfolding right now. I can't believe I just saw this. I just opened up Instagram and there are still some pages that are reporting very small bits of local news that are getting away with it right now. There is currently a active shooter in West Edmonton Mall. Holy shit. Yep. So um, as we're recording, this is just unfolding. Apparently one dead, according to a paramedic at Grey Nuns hospital. They're saying this is by the movie theater. Um, so we are going to keep all of you posted. I'm sure by Saturday we're going to know more. But that is another example of why we should have access to the news here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're walking through and that pops up on your phone, you're going to fucking duck and cover. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, that's scary. And that is right there. I cannot believe that because that right there is a perfect example of why we need access to the news, you guys.
1: Oh, 100%. Oh, my
0: goodness. Okay. uh, Yeah, that is going on as of 15 minutes ago. We're recording on uh, Monday, the 21st of August right now. So whatever is happening there right now. um, Yikes. I hope uh, more people don't get hurt because this kind of thing doesn't happen here a lot. No kidding. Holy cow
1: full transparency we just took a little break from recording to make sure that friends and family that might be in the area are good and safe and uh yeah i guess we will see how this plays out holy cow this is really scary you guys and i hope by the time this comes out if you were in the area if you were around west ed i hope that you were safe and that you yeah oh my goodness
0: Yeah, I've got a bunch of friends in there right now that are under lockdown. Um, They are safe. They are definitely scared. But holy crap. I mean, that's again, we're talking about the importance of news being readily available to us and something like this happens right away. And I think that is just like terrible that this is happening. But I don't think we could have asked for a better example of why we need access to the news at all times. I was just saying to Dina off
1: mic, like Yeg Wave is this little local Instagram page that started not too, too long ago, maybe sometime during the pandemic, I became aware of them. And they just post and repost local stories and, and footage and things like that. And honestly, that's where I've been getting a lot of my local news lately. And literally, that's where Dina was going to look to see if they were still available when
0: the post about West Ed popped up. so And uh, I do know that we have quite a few grim listeners who are under lockdown right now at West Ed. So uh, you're going to be all listening to this far after all of this has happened, but just know our hearts are with you. And uh, yikes, I'm speechless. Like, I mean, it it takes a lot for me to be speechless. But this, again, the perfect example. And uh, I hate it. I hate it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Stay safe out there, guys. Holy
0: cow. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I'm I'm going to take over here. Can I take over here? Yeah, of course you can. That's what Ooh, it's all about. I am, I am lightening the mood for us right now because I think we need it. Yeah. Uh, OK, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. I am taking us to West Virginia back in a simpler time, 2018. All right. Where a rabies scare turned out to be just raccoons drunk on crab apples. I am here
1: for this level of chaos.
0: So what ended up happening was the in the city of Milton, West Virginia, there were all of these raccoons and they were acting really, really weird. You know, they were just acting super belligerent and it was starting to concern people because they thought, well, you know, these animals are acting crazy. They must have rabies. <laughs> so they got all of these officers out and they start, you know, with their nets and everything. And they're ready to catch these raccoons and figure out what was wrong with them. They chased them around for days and they finally caught two of them. And when they took a closer look, they realized these little fuckers are drunk. They're just shit faced. <laughs> Apparently they'd been feasting on crab apples and they began to walk around and I quote staggered and disoriented. That's so funny.
1: And it honestly happens to animals a lot. I feel like, oh man, I'm not sure how how long ago this was, but I do recall a certain moose in like an Okanagan orchard getting quite
0: trashed on apples and causing quite a ruckus. And super funny. um, You all know I love rainbow lorikeets like my darling mango. (laughs) They are known for eating fermented fruit and just stirring shit up. Man, I guess
1: in a sense, alcohol is just as much a vice for our furry mammal friends, and I guess avian friends too, not just human beings.
0: Hey, it's nature's party, and sometimes you just got to take advantage of it. But uh, in regards to these raccoons, uh, they were held in custody and they allowed them to sober up before they released them. <laughs> They threw him in the raccoon drunk tank. That's so funny. (laughs) And apparently this happens quite often. There are certain areas that have a large amount of crab apples around where they just don't get picked. They don't get eaten. So they naturally ferment and animals just they go ham. As if raccoons
1: don't already have a sort of negative stereotype as thieves put upon them. Now they're also drunks and alcoholics. Right, but they're so darn cute. Oh my god, they are. I have a friend and his one goal on this earth is to have a pet raccoon at some point in
0: his life. I love them so much. I've never seen one in person, but I desperately want to. And I just love them. I love their little hands. I love their little bandit
1: faces. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen one here in Alberta or at all for that matter. But I know friends in bc vancouver and victoria and stuff like that definitely see them all the time and i believe even some family we have in saskatchewan mentioned them from
0: time to time as well i'd have a hard time not trying to befriend one if i found out it was living in my yard and grim listeners uh do you live in an area with raccoons are they friends are they foes tell us more email us the curriculum at gmail.com we want to hear your raccoon stories Yes, hell yes, we do. Oh my God, what a great idea. Right, tell us everything. All right, moving on. Okay, so I will say I'm very surprised we haven't
1: had one of these stories already on Extra Credit because it just feels like the perfect place for them. But I have for you guys today a Florida woman story. So the headline of this article is Florida woman doused herself in Mountain Dew to erase DNA after killing roommate in Daytona Beach. Oh, my. I'm going to take you through the story as it was kind of happening from the outside. So during the early hours of July 1st of this year, 2023, A Daytona Beach police officer was flagged down by a citizen and they told him that there was a fire on Clark Street. He realized very quickly that it was a house and called for backup. Firefighters arrived at the scene. They managed to extinguish the fire. They discovered the fire was on the second floor of the house and it was a pile of clothes that had been set on fire. But what they also found at the scene was a man lying on the floor dead. And he had blunt force trauma to the back of his head. And they immediately saw that he had multiple stab wounds to his torso. So not good. (laughs) No, not good at all. This unfortunate gentleman was identified as 79-year-old Michael Sarasoli. And they found a bloody knife beside him in his bedroom, along with two cell phones. Now, one was identified as... Mr. Sarasoli's cell phone, and the other, they later identified as his roommates, and there was also blood found in his roommate's bedroom closet, so it wasn't looking good for the
0: roommate. Ooh.
1: Police reached out to the victim's landlord and they told police that the roommate was 35-year-old Nicole Max, but she was nowhere to be found, that she wasn't on the property, just disappeared. So they put out a bulletin for her. And it didn't take long for them to find her because around 3.30 a.m. that day, or I guess the next day, an officer found her at Crystal's Restaurant on Richwood Avenue in Holly Hill. Oh my god. She had no shoes on, and she had blood on the side of her leg, and a portion of the shirt that she was wearing had been either ripped off or cut off of her, and (laughs) that portion was covered in blood. (laughs) Okay. When the officers approached her, she dropped a knife and a hammer that she had been carrying. What a klutz. The police obviously started questioning her and they said she changed her story multiple times when they asked her where she lived and like what, you know, what had she been doing? What had she been up to? She first said that she just sort of lived over there and kind of pointed in a random direction. And then she claimed that she was homeless and that she had been living on the streets for the past four years. And the police were like, "Okay, fair enough. When they showed her Mr. Sarasoli's picture, she's like, yeah, I, I don't know who that is. I don't recognize that man. Oh, But police pushed a little bit and then she said, oh, I know him, but I haven't seen him today. And then she said, actually, we live together and I was there earlier today. Oh my God. <laughs> of course, before they started questioning her, they did read her her Miranda rights. She then told the detectives that she never entered his bedroom. She only ever set foot on the second floor of their shared apartment to, quote unquote, feed her spiders. Okay. Well, I mean, <sighs> <laughs> what does she look like? Yeah. So her name is Nicole Max, M-A-K-S. Oh, yeah. She's pretty intimidating. Yeah. Um. So... Even though the police literally saw with their own eyeballs that she dropped the knife and hammer when they approached her, (laughs) she denied carrying them. Then she switched her story and said, no, it wasn't a big deal because she always carried items like that. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm sure she does. When they started to ask her more direct questions about the weapons and then the fire, she got quite agitated. She refused to speak any further and requested an attorney, which
0: is her right to do so. You know what? Her eyes are green like the Mountain Dew. Now,
1: that's good that you said that, because I was just going to say, for all of you listening, I'm sure you're wondering where the Mountain Dew comes in here. So Yeah, tell us. While the police were escorting Nicole to the patrol car, detectives informed her that they would be collecting her DNA. So she had to think quick. She then asked the police for a drink and she requested a diet Mountain Dew, which they gave to her, which seems very specific. But hey, I guess if it's your last drink before you're about to give DNA, you may as well make it what you want. Yeah. She then began to kind of procrastinate while she was drinking the soda, kind of like messing around, not really drinking it. So the detective was like, okay, well, if you're not going to drink it, then give it here. And when he went to grab the can from her, she apparently just like dumped it all over herself. She poured it all over her body and hair. And... (laughs) basically trying to interfere with any possible evidence on her body and then when they realized kind of what she was doing they tried to secure her in the vehicle and she began fighting them oh she must have been so sticky that's the thing if you are sitting in the back of a police officer's patrol car the last thing you want to be covered in is soda
0: right especially if you're like mountain dew like i feel like that would get stinky so fast And girl, you
1: might not get the chance to have a shower or anything anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess if you're trying to hide DNA, this is your last ditch effort. You're kind of willing to do anything. So, but yeah, not
0: great. The thing is, what are you expecting? Like, you're not going to hide anything. You're just going to cover it up. It's still there. Oh, 100%. And actually, I did a
1: little bit of research into this because I wanted to know. I was like, is there anything to this or is she just acting like a crazy person? So I'll get to that at the end. (laughs) July 28th, about a month later, the detectives received the DNA test results back uh, for the knife found next to the victim. And the DNA from the blood on the knife's blade belonged to the victim. And the DNA on the handle of the knife did indeed belong to Nicole. Who would have thunk it? Who'd have thought? So she was booked into the Volusia County Jail on August 5th. She is down on charges of first degree murder, tampering with evidence and resisting arrest with violence. She claims not guilty. She has entered a plea of not guilty on all charges. So... We will see how this all turns out. This is actually still very new. Her attorney wants a psychiatrist to assess her because he's saying that she's not mentally fit to stand trial, but that remains to be seen.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, she has uh, her first court appearance at the beginning of September. So I guess if I keep up with this, we'll see how she turns out.
0: Well, I'm gonna want to know. <laughs> Going
1: back to the Mountain Dew, is it a viable option when destroying DNA? For those of you who have watched the Boondock Saints, they spray ammonia on the scene of a crime to hide DNA Is diet Mountain Dew as effective? The researchers from a recent study from the North Carolina State University indicated that sucralose, which is a common artificial sweetener, also known as Splenda, is found in many diet drinks. The study showed that it can break down genetic material that makes up DNA. That's horrifying. Could it just break it down in this, you know, the space of a splash all over yourself? Probably not. But they say the sweetener itself could put people at risk for disease and wear down the lining of the intestines. Mm. But like I said, it's not really clear whether or not it would eliminate forensic evidence. So, yeah.
0: Oh, man. You know, she tried. It was a last ditch
1: effort. Do I think she's guilty at this point? It's not looking good
0: for Nicole, I would say. No, it is not. And speaking of guilty. Oh. I've got a story for you. Oh, I can't wait. All right, we're taking it over to the UK. Oh, my home...
1: I was going to say my hometown... bit more than a hometown but you get the idea
0: yes we're uh on august 21st which is the day that we are recording british neonatal nurse lucy letby has been sentenced to life for sadistic murders of seven babies six attempted murders of other babies yes
1: i was literally just reading about this today this is absolutely this is truly abhorrent
0: this is a truly truly a monster and you know what this bitch is never gonna get her own episode on our show so we're gonna give you a quick rundown of what she did here um so basically this is something that she was doing for quite a while the judge said that there was a malevolence bordering on sadism huh. she the entire trial denied any wrongdoing the final court hearing she refused to show up Um, she, uh, killed the babies over a, the course of about a year and she preyed on specifically sick newborns.
1: Now I did hear somewhere, I believe that she specifically
0: targeted twins. Is that correct? Um, you know, I'm not seeing anything here about twins. One of the main, uh, victims that victim families that has spoken out, the child has only been identified as child one. Um, was a little girl. There was a little boy as well. I'm not really seeing anything about twins, but uh, it looks here like she was looking after babies that were very, very sick. And because they were so sick when they died, originally they didn't really ask any questions. Right. Now, after that, it started happening more and more. They finally began to investigate. Apparently, they're saying all of these deaths could have been avoided. This is something that should never have happened. And uh, it looks like Lucy Letby does not give a fuck.
1: Holy shit. This is one of the reason why we don't typically cover certain female killers, mm-hmm. because unfortunately... A lot of female serial killers kill children and babies. And I it really makes me sick to my stomach, to be honest with you.
0: Well, I mean, you're really preying on the weakest of our population. You know, it, it's babies and seniors. And they're people that really cannot defend themselves, especially a sick little baby. It's absolutely evil.
1: I don't understand how you can do the one thing where... As human beings supposed to be programmed not to do, you know, we're supposed to nurture our children and our young and then I don't know how you can turn around and do something so evil to literally the things we're supposed to love and protect the most. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me like there's
0: something wrong in your brain if that's the way you are. I couldn't agree more like and, and i mean the way that she was acting during this trial is absolutely ridiculous they expected her to go and to face the victims but the entire time she's saying i didn't do this i'm innocent which they know she did it so okay they they put up this like post-it note that she made rather than actually go into court and deal with the consequences of her actions and it says i don't deserve to live i am a horrible person i am evil i did this and it's like you're saying this but then in court you're denying it
1: and the fact that you didn't even show for your own sentencing yes get over yourself now that is, ugh. in uk court that's okay That is allowed it is yes but But, you still should fucking be there
0: you should and i mean politicians and victim advocates they're calling for them to change the laws that are allowing this to happen because apparently there's been a lot of high profile people that have refused to show up when they really fucking should
1: yeah you've broken the law and you've been deemed guilty by a court of law you get to fucking show up for your punishment
0: Yeah, and uh, current prime minister is saying it's cowardly that people who commit such horrendous crimes do not face their victims and hear firsthand the impact that their crimes have had on them and their family and loved ones, which I could not agree more. In cases like this you should absolutely
1: have to stand before that judge and receive your sentence. I can understand in, like, small claims court or whatever not showing up, because who gives a fuck? But with something like this, you need to look at the families of the victims and see what the fuck it is you have done to them.
0: A loss like this is something that is so difficult for people to recover from, especially in circumstances like this. I mean, it's no one should have to deal with this. But uh, you see pictures of her that are from they had a body cam on when they arrested her. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I hate to say this, but like some people just have really punchable faces.
1: You can be the most attractive talented person in the world but the second you open your mouth and say something so heinous or you your actions speak for yourself you automatically become an ugly person to me it doesn't matter how good looking you are on the outside I can see it reflected on the outside and you no longer are attractive to me so I I can 100%
0: get punching these motherfuckers faces oh my god that i i would watch that tv show just like line them up have me personally punch them all in the face (laughs) i i love it i you know what i'm pitching it
1: I can't. And again, I've never been to prison, so I am speaking purely out of my butthole right now. But
0: I can't imagine baby killers do well in women's prison either. No, they do not. I've talked a little bit about my professional past on the show. Um, I did spend some time working in female units in prisons. And uh, I'll tell you right now, usually those are the ladies that end up in segregation or uh, they are terrified of everyone as they should be as they fucking should be. But that being said, more often than not, especially in Canada, they're moved to the other side of the country, and they just hope that no one knows who they are.
1: Yeah, and we just saw that with Paul Bernardo, did we not? Well, there you go. So there you go. It seems like today we are kind of sandwiching the really depressing stories with stuff that isn't quite as depressing. And so... I have a spacecraft story for us, and it is a Russian spacecraft that has crashed into the moon, which I didn't even know we were still doing trips to the moon, but here we are. (laughs) So, to give you the lowdown, the Luna 25 craft blasted off from far eastern Russia on August 11th. And on August 16th, it entered lunar orbit with a scheduled landing date of the 21st of August, August, fuck's sakes, the 21st of August, which is actually today. So that works out perfectly. Initially called the Luna Glob Lander, which I kind of like, but it was in true Soviet fashion renamed to the Luna 25 to emphasize the continuity of the Soviet program from the 1970s because The last trip to the moon that was sent out by Russia was in 1976. And that was Luna 25. So they're kind of giving it a throwback to the Luna 25 to be like, yeah, remember the good old days? Yeah, that's never
0: a good idea.
1: (laughs) Not in the case of Russia, as it turns out, but here we are. (laughs) It was a mission to actually explore the moon's South Pole. And it was due to be the first to ever land on the moon's South Pole. We're actually, we haven't done that yet. As it turns out, this initial plan was conceptualized in kind of the late 1990s. And initially, I believe... Russia was working with India to do this as kind of a joint mission, but it fell apart. And India was like, you know what? Screw you guys. We're going to take our plans. And we're also going to make a trip to the South Pole of the moon. So now it is expected that India will beat Russia to it.
0: I could see that happening.
1: The reason it did not do so well, it crashed into the moon on August 19th. So just a couple of days ago, the Roscoe... Roscosmos uh, Russian space program declared a quote-unquote abnormal situation on the (laughs) lander. Basically, what happened was one of the little burners engines to help it land kind of made it spin out of control because it fired too long. So it just sent it into a uncontrollable spin and it crashed into the service. And then they were unable to reestablish contact with it.
0: Personally, I'm just glad that they've stopped putting dogs and monkeys on these things.
1: I agree. No poor helpless critter deserves that kind of ending. Right. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. All right, everyone, and that brings us to our strange and unusual death segment. Are you ready for this one? I am so ready. This one is just really fucking unfortunate. Uh, I'm taking us back to August of 1985 today. Okay, so not too far back. Yeah, we're going to New Orleans, New Orleans. Ooh, oh, lovely. All right, so, uh, well, these city lifeguards decided that they were going to throw a party at the end of the summer because they wanted to celebrate the fact that they had an entire season with no drownings. Oh, I can already see
1: where this is going. They were
0: so excited and so, so proud of themselves that they decided to have this giant pool party. There were about 200 people there. About half of them were lifeguards, but they had four lifeguards on duty. And, uh, you know, they had a really great time. Everything was amazing. They loved it. Uh, finally, the party was over and it became time to clean up. So they decided to start clearing the pool out at the end of the party and that was when they found the body of 31 year old jerome moody at the bottom of the deep end he had drowned towards the beginning of the party
1: no the hubris oh my
0: god he was fully clothed and it doesn't look like he had been swimming with the other guests he was kind of just there yeah they found him they tried to revive him and it was not possible the official cause of death was ruled as drowning
1: okay two things one Those poor lifeguards were never allowed to have a party ever again. (laughs) This
0: was an annual
1: thing. Well, not anymore. It's not. (laughs) And two, do we think that this was some sort of Sherlock Holmes, Hercule Poirot, like, irony like mystery but it just like someone killed this man and got away with it and it was the perfect murder in the perfect place
0: and you know what the worst part is apparently yes this was an annual event but it was actually the um first party in memory where they could celebrate a trouble-free season oh no so apparently they had had a drowning every year at least one In memory. And this was the first year where they were like, holy shit, we made it to the end of the summer. No one died. Good job, everyone. Let's have a party. And uh, they were wrong.
1: I tell you, whatever deity you believe is in control of fate... They
0: were having a good old chuckle that day. They sure were. And I mean, I feel like these lifeguards were never the same again. Uh, We have a quote here. It says, The lifeguards were really upset. It's a real tragedy. This was the first annual party in memory where they could celebrate a trouble-free season. We had all been talking about it. It was the first season without a single incident.
1: Oh, dear. And, you
0: know, I don't know if this pool is still open. I don't know what's going on here. But I feel like I hope they, I mean, you know, if you're having a drowning every season, can we maybe do a bit better than that? I feel like some extra training is in order. Right. And I mean, because, I mean, if they were that excited to have a whole year without anyone drowning under their watch, I mean, how good of lifeguards were they? Yeah. Yeah, But uh, Jerome Moody, rest in peace. That is a pretty shitty way to die indeed to bring our episode to a close
1: i know it's only august but soon soon the autumn will be upon us and dina had a fabulous idea
0: to do a Halloween themed Grim Encounters episode. Yes, I honestly I like doing those episodes like quarterly so the timing is perfect and uh, we love hearing your stories and we love telling them so if you have a story about a haunting, a strange occurrence or just something really weird that you want to share with us, email us at thegrimcurriculum@gmail.com. at gmail.com tell us your story and you might hear it in one of our episodes or
1: if there is a well-known or famous haunting story you'd like to cover during the month of October we would love to hear all about those because we are always down to hear a good ghost story
0: yes absolutely honestly like I love the grim encounter stories because I just I really enjoy hearing other people's perspectives on things like that and just the things that other people have kind of gone through it's I love it so yeah aliens UFOs creepy shit, whatever, tell us. We want to hear your stories because they're awesome. You can
1: also check us out on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all the things. So you can check out the links in the description below. We also have lots of wonderful Grim Curriculum merch. And I was actually just wearing my very own Grim Curriculum t-shirt the other day. It's the one, it has our little grammar phone yes. in the left-hand side and then Grim Curriculum on the back. And I fucking love the way it fits. It's awesome. Love it so much. So you guys should go check that out. And we have our Etsy store too, if that's something that floats your boat. Dude,
0: I have my big Grim Curriculum tote bag that I put my laptop been to write my Grim Curriculum scripts, like it's awesome. How many times do you think we can say Grim Curriculum? <laughs> all the time, all of the times, by oh, our because um, yeah, that supports our podcast, that helps us grow, and turns you all into beautiful, glorious, outstanding walking advertisements, which we really appreciate.
1: One hundred percent, and also they're my designs, and I'm proud of them. And if you
0: like them, that's awesome too. Yeah, she's like real good. <laughs> oh my goodness thank you all so 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 much for listening and if you have a story that you want us to cover on extra credit send it our way again that's the curriculum at gmail.com but thank you all so much for listening this has been the grim curriculum extra,
1: extra credit, extra credit.